Welcome to Every Fan for Himself. I am Jaron Jolly. I'm Eli Webb. I'm Jason Kenny. This is our 40th episode. Welcome. Good to see you guys, by if the way. You, wow. If you've been Good listening idea. for 40 episodes, if you've listened to all 40 episodes of this... Get a life. We Losers. urge you to get a life. <laughs> There's some metal that we will give you. There's some congressional medal. There's some Not governmental. There, there is a medal. It's a, it's a golden one. It's Not a crispy true. one. <laughs> yeah, it's a golden it's brown. It's a meaty one. <laughs> oh. We'll buy you a five dollar Philip if you've listened to hey, all forty episodes. I don't know if you saw. We did have uh, someone claim the five dollar. Yeah, we did. Oh, Congratulations, Landon. Good job, buddy. He, did, he, said, he, he did said, I want it. It's at the time and he place. He stopped being a coward. And I said, all right, let's yeah. do it. That's on us now. Thanks, Landon. That's our, that's yeah, our duty. That's all right, but which means offers off the table the rest of you. <laughs> Until we losers. decide to yeah. be gracious and offer that up again, it is no longer available. We have a winner. Cool. I so, missed that. Yeah. Sorry. Well, Eli misses a lot. He had had a baby. I had a baby. I think I just want to get a soundbite that I just (laughs) play that every time we give a review. No, I'll just, I I can still say it. But it's, I want like a button. (coughs) I can still say it. Also, I'm sick. Yeah. He's sick. So it's going to be a real great episode. (laughs) No. (laughs) Featuring Eli. Can we talk about the horrible, horrible deception from the Super Bowl? When they made us believe we were actually going to get sweet victory from SpongeBob yeah, during yeah. the halftime show, but then they replaced it with sicko mode. Think of think of the the creative That's team disgusting. or like the event planning team that that is like you know what let's do this because this is really what the people want. What guy or girl has no sense? This is worse than oh any other tragedy in history. <laughs> Much on par with. Oh, I'm not, I won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect that out of Jason. <laughs> Uncharacteristic of you. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, it was, it was real bad. And uh, I think we can all say that, that football is dumb. <laughs> football's, yeah. I think we can all say that hopefully people catch on, re- realize that playing like three years of football knocks 20 years off your life. It's Whoa. not worth the cerebral scarring, everybody. Early on, since dementia is not cool. It's hot facts. It's not cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. true. And I don't want Alzheimer's when I'm 30. No. It's kind of fun. And it's kinda over, cool. weirdly militarized. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, there's a lot wrong with the NFL and yeah. with football in general, American so, football. So whatever percentage, boycott football. Yeah, whatever percentage of our listeners are NFL fans, Listen, <laughs> we just lost them. <laughs> I like watching football. Yeah, I'm not. I I enjoy watching it, and I can enjoy it. That doesn't mean I agree with it. Yeah, I enjoy college. It doesn't football. mean I think it should still be a, <laughs> a, a, a yeah. major league sport. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Let's let's roll with this. Yeah. Let's just well, keep talking about this. the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's do some news and updates. <coughs> we, we've there's a lot, a lot, a lot of news that's happened mm-hmm. since we last Actually, convened. Let's roll with it. During the Super Bowl, we got there was a lot of stuff. new Avengers trailer. We did. Eli, talk about it. So, kind of like the first one. <laughs> yeah. We, there's nothing surprising yet. There was like one new thing, I think. Which was what? Uh, Ronan. He was he was in the, the first trailer for got, a little bit with slashing somebody up with a sword. But you really got your first good look at it. <laughs> yeah. really got our frame for frame. Ronan. Up and down. Full body. <laughs> um, yeah, it's they're they're keeping it 
pretty close to the chest, I guess. Yeah, well, um, yeah they've said that they're only going to make trailers from the first 20 minutes of the film. Which is cool. I respect that. It's Me also too. set mm. to be the longest runtime of any Marvel movie. Yeah, it's going to be like over three hours. Really? Uh-huh. Because Infinity War was two hours, 23 minutes. Yeah, this is going to be the longest MCU movie. Is it going to break three hours, you say? Um, uh, it, it'll be for sure three hours, but whether wow. it goes past that. Coming out yeah. in April, right? So soon, yeah. Soon. Mm-hmm. I like that we don't know a lot of what's in it. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes we get trailers that where you're like, well, I know the movie now. Yeah. Nothing's going to surprise me. Yeah. And I feel like Marvel doesn't do that. Um, But with this especially, I'm still like, oh, wait, what's actually going to happen? I know, which is so refreshing. I think they can afford to do it because they don't need to convince people to go see Endgame. They've got us right where they want. They're not going to be like, you're going to want to see this part. Because then what what happened? Yeah, like they're going to break records with this movie no matter what they do. Yeah. So. I think I think the same <gasps> for excuse me for a Star Wars eight could have been said they didn't need to show Ray holding a red lightsaber and all that stuff I think it would have been sure fun though it's fun it was it was really fun like but I was speculate. shocked in the trailer rather than I was being shocked in the movie because we knew she wasn't gonna turn in my eyes yeah. I did but hmm but yeah okay so I mean we got it we got to see some cityscapes without peeps and some. Other things without peeps, but that wasn't really it. Yeah. What else you got, Eli? Um, Batman Beyond is getting an animated movie. Yeah. That ought to be fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just in response to Spider-Verse. Sure. Yeah. Still love Batman Beyond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. What's his name again? Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis. Still love the the Scottish Batman. Holy <laughs> 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 Oh gosh, that's good. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really exciting. I, I well, we'll see. I don't know. I I worry that they'll try to overcompensate too much <laughs> to yeah. be like Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Who knows? I, don't I know. bet I'm. I think they might go with DC thing and just go dark. You think? Not make it a comedy? I don't know. No, like DC's no, it'll new be direction. Funny, but I think it, I think I think it'll be even stylistically just darker than. Oh yeah. I hope so. DC's also new direction is mm-hmm. honestly just having whatever director's doing it do whatever he wants, and like yeah. that's kind of the new. Yeah, DC's new, new direction is no direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Independent <coughs> direction. What else you got? That's about it. Okay. I think there was one more thing, but I forgot it. James Gunn, maybe. That's right. That's exactly right. James <laughs> Gunn is set to direct the Suicide Squad two, which um, apparently is like a reboot. A loose basically. reboot. It's a reboot. But they said they might have some of the same actors in it. Yeah. So um, it's like it's restarting the story, but maybe with some. And it made me think like, okay, well, who are they going to keep? I I think they have to keep Harley if Harley's going to be yeah, in it. Yeah, she'll she'll be. But then it's like, well, I could lose everyone else. Yeah. No, because Captain Boomerang was like the best character in the movie. Oh, Captain Boomerang was awesome. Yeah, hmm. I could, I could keep him too. Okay. I could lose. What's his it. name? Jai Courtney. Else. Yeah, he Jai killed Courtney, it. Cap- yeah, he's funny. What? What's uh, Rick Flag? Yeah, he could be dead. Did and Nobody would care. Will Smith. Yeah, you're good to lose Will Smith as Deadshot. No, I am. I I think I'm okay. I. He just he's a good actor. He just needs better dialogue. <laughs> he needs to wear the mask more because the mask was tight. We and just he didn't wear it enough. Forget Suicide Squad ever happened. <laughs> you still haven't seen it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I I you should. I just out of like. See it. Go see it. I don't know. I, I feel like it's too late at this point. No, <laughs> no, no I should. I really should. should. Um, but, yeah, I mean, do you think that his magic will transfer over James Gunn's? Uh, I would say so. Yeah? Yeah. He's, I mean, obviously, he's, Part of it. 
yeah, I think he's obviously proved he's great with ensemble casts. Totally. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Suicide Squad 2 is, is just Guardians of the Galaxy on Earth. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little darker. <laughs> yeah. Bad guys. Bad guys. Uh, okay. Uh, Jay, what do you got? Um, <clears throat> rolling with uh, that other garbage we were doing um, with the Super Bowl. We also got a couple of different trailers, um, like little TV spots yeah. for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, dude. Um, and which was probably like one of my favorite childhood books, if not my favorite childhood book. Oh, ever. yeah. I, I, have, I have distinct memories of getting all three mm-hmm. and like a group for of sure. three or four of us would go in like a little corner at recess and just like Dude, scare freaking, the crap out of ourselves. I freaking read them by myself in my room. Dude, and that's I didn't, scary. As a little kid, I didn't read a lot. Of, like, books, but, man, I ate those up. It shows, Jeff. I ate them up, man. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> and the artwork was unreal cool. The, the artwork is... is the coolest thing in the world. One of... The, some of the most terrifying artwork and, ever. And you can see from, like, the little trailers, like, they're taken directly from that oh, artwork. Oh, yeah. Like, they're that taking the exact, so like, design, like, character designs and stuff, Completely. which is really cool. And it's Guillermo del Toro. And it's it Guillermo is. del Toro, which, who I freaking oh. love. He, he <laughs> I love that it's it's going to be so practical, like practical effects and creatures because of Del Toro, because of like Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. Hellboy, and Shape of Water. Honestly, like, <laughs> this is going to be like such a good good couple years for Jason. I mean, like, hope. my, my favorite, like, oh, hopefully, like, I mean, like, it's like my favorite childhood book. Yeah. We're also um, rolling off that. My favorite television show is getting like a new series, The Twilight Zone, oh, which we saw a commercial yeah. for. We haven't seen any um, content. No, we just saw the. We just saw Jordan Peele. Jordan oh. talking. Oh, but we got a new trailer for us also. Oh, we yeah. did. Also, yeah. looks really great. This is yeah. going to be his year. A really man. great poster <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but eh, the only problem with the Twilight Zone is I'm pretty sure it's like CBS All Access. Like, yeah, I'm gonna have to pirate. How? Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> have, to, I'm gonna have to legally get it. Don't listen to that government. What's our What's our Greg? FK? Greg. Greg piece of garbage <laughs> he's lonely okay <laughs> all right um he so i'm very excited us. about that even though i'm gonna hey, have he's to get it all 40 yeah oh greg gosh <laughs> what a hero uh let me do you think it's going to be remakes of specific episodes like brought no. to modern is no, i don't think so but you know what actually is funny could but you know what actually is funny is um us is based on a twilight zone episode Really? Jordan Peele came out and said that, like, Us is based on a, chi- a Twilight Zone episode, which makes me extremely ep- excited because it's a really good ep- episode. I can't wow. speak today. Wow. Episode. What do you think came first? Him getting the Twilight, Twilight Zone, Zone job? First. No, Twilight shut Zone. up. <laughs> <laughs> Him getting Twilight the Twilight Zone. Shut up, Eli. <laughs> young, young boy. <laughs> no, but, yeah, it's... Um, do you think he got the Twilight Zone gig because of Us or, like, vice versa? Uh, no. I'm sure he... Well, Twilight Zone happened before Us. Please. <laughs> you mean him getting the him. job? Yeah. I can't tell if you're joking right now. <laughs> but, but no, yeah, it, it's inspired by um, an episode. I think it's called. Um, the, it's called like mirror, it, it's called it's called mirrored image or something like that. Okay. Um, but no, it's it's like basically the same concept. Is like there's an evil version of you. Um, that is trying to get you, and so it's a really good episode. I highly recommend you go find it. But, okay. Cool. Um, wow. No, I'm very excited about Me that. Me too. So excited. Yeah. And then um, since we're talking about more of Jason's favorite things, they're also <laughs> doing an adaption of my favorite movie, um, one of my favorite movies. Right. 
The Invisible Man, oh, which, yeah. if you know me, like my top two are Let the Right One In and Invisible Man. Yeah, so yeah. that is the most exciting thing for me. Yep. And it's being done by Lee Wanell, the the guy who... Um, director of Upgrade. Well, he directed Upgrade. And he wrote Saw. He wrote Saw, Insidious, Sidious. like literally all of those yeah. horror movies that he did with James Wan. Yeah, him and James he Wan wrote them all. started together. So. I, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited because obviously Bloomhouse is like, they're the guys producing it, and they're like on the top of the horror game right now. Everyone's, yeah. Bloomhouse is everyone's favorites. Um, but I like that they're getting it because they apparently are like doing a deal with Universal to get all the Universal monster yeah. titles to remake them, like The Mummy, Frankenstein, Wolfman, all that jazz. Yeah. And like they're, they're, it's going to be strictly horror focused. Yeah, it's not going to be that action adventure garbage that no. was the, the Mummy. The Mummy. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Dark Universe or whatever they're doing is dead, which is a good thing because I don't really want Johnny Depp to be the Invisible Man. Oh, I don't either. So yeah. Yeah, that's I, all I've got to say about it. So exciting. Uh, just rapid fire stuff. Uh, Piranha Plant, new Super Smash character, talking about <coughs> him last week. He's great. He's really, really fun, really different than all the other yeah. characters. Yeah. He's, I don't know what else to say. You've played with him too, Jason. Like, yeah, um, no, he's way different. Um, he's cool, though. Yeah, I enjoy him. Uh, okay, there is a new free Battle Royale game that Jason and I have been playing and that Eli won't play. Uh, called Apex Legends, and you've probably either heard of it or someone you know has been playing it, but it is so freaking fun. It's really fun. And it's free, and I highly recommend you download it. Totally. Unless you have Switch. <laughs> <laughs> then that first little bit of news is for you, Brianna. But Apex Legends is so fun. It's like, it's obviously the fun of the Battle Royale of um, Fortnite. PUBG but, and all the yeah, other but, stuff. But yeah, but sort of the character cool aspect of like Overwatch mm-hmm. or like a Call of Duty first person sort of a thing. It really is so fun. I've been playing it nonstop. Yeah. Uh, other really quick, Ben Affleck is out as Batman. Mm-hmm. He's done. And he, he was like obviously graciously stepped down and said I couldn't be what the fans wanted me to be, which I think is a little it's self-deprecating because kind of he, was, he was what some fans exactly wanted and i enjoyed him as batman for the most part um but they're looking for a young snappy batman mm-hmm. which i'm okay with i think that'll be cool um and then christopher nolan's got a new movie coming out in 2020 we know nothing i just watched dark knight yesterday when i was homesick oh it's amazing gosh holds up forever <laughs> it's so good yeah, nothing's it's... gonna ever 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 be as good superman wise yeah i was superhero wise yeah i was like Superman was <laughs> Man of Steel. <laughs> no, it, it, is the, it is the best. It is the best. Uh, well, let's get into this episode. Um, also, there was Birds of Prey footage. Oh, Jay, <coughs> that was the last little bit. Yeah, I mean, there was like, it was just like a little thing. Character, you just get to see yeah. each character for a kind of. second. <laughs> yeah. You see mostly Harley Quinn, and then... Go figure, she got a mallet. And yeah, and like some very <laughs> short glances of everyone else. Black yeah. Mask, Cassandra Kane. I mean, there were some new Huntress. pictures of Black Canary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very excited to see excited. what they do with this. That'll be good. Mm. Um, I'm taking my standard DC approach <laughs> and setting my expectations. Caution at all. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. like... I'm, I'm prepared to walk away from the theater and never see it again, but I'm also prepared <laughs> to maybe like it. Yeah. I'm mostly excited to see what they do with Huntress and, and Cassandra Cain and Black Canary. And obviously, well, I guess I'm just excited to see everyone at that point. That's, that's <laughs> Ewan lot. McGregor as well. Yeah. Uh, I have high hopes for that. 
and I probably will be disappointed, but you know what? They're yeah, staying up there. Maybe, maybe you won't. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I won't. Um, let's get into some fanfic, because this episode is going to be steamy. <laughs> it's going to be hot and heavy. Yeah, it's our. Uh, <coughs> it's going to be our Valentine's Day episode. This Valentine's is. Day is coming up. It's the month of love. I, you, you see it everywhere. This is Black History Month, Jason, okay? I, I saw... This oh, is well, not the month of love. No. That, that too. <laughs> You're right, though. But, I, I mean, I saw, like, maybe a homeless couple that oh. were in the gas station today. What were they, and they doing? Were, they were loving each other. It was great. Um, <laughs> it's great? I, well, I was buying my cheddar worst. Yeah. Um, point is, love is all around you. Jason That's was all in love with his cheddar worst. <laughs> a couple were going at it. Yeah. And... Here we are. This is called First Encounter. When you said steamy, I could have sworn we were doing an Industrial Revolution episode. <laughs> this is about I'm prepared to just talk railroad. about the steam engine. We're doing a, a steampunk episode today. <laughs> so put your gears on and your goggles. Your Get your on, gears your grinding. Uh, your needless vanity <laughs> gears. <laughs> your Get co- some your copper armor. Weird varnished copper. Yeah. Um, First Encounter by Lyris Malachi. <clears throat> Hogwarts. <coughs> okay. Sorry. Can <laughs> I? I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. He's got a I've baby. only done one coffee. <laughs> He's had a baby. I had had a baby. Actually, he got me sick. Yeah. yeah. That's what having a baby gets. That little yeah. brat. A little yeah. warning for everybody. <clears throat> Hogwarts sighed, and it echoed within its empty halls. The students had all left for summer, and he felt empty and useless. Hagrid was often around, but he was usually too focused on bizarre animals to fulfill the needs of Hogwarts. Professors would pop in occasionally, but being a magic school, Hogwarts didn't need much upkeeping. The little he did need was taken care of by Filch. He shuddered, causing small trembles throughout his halls that was barely discernible, except by the spiders and owls. He didn't care much for Filch, wishing he could walk without his squib feet touching his magnificent stone floors. He had long since stopped trying to force his floors open to swallow Filch and Mrs. Norris whole. Besides, if he kept it up, he would be risking a prolapsed staircase, and that was no laughing matter. Ew, what? (laughs) Ew. (coughs) Pardon me. (laughs) The giant squid saw how miserable Hogwarts was. It was true that he also missed the students. Hogwarts like a character? (laughs) Yeah, the building as... Sort of inanimate uh, persona. Okay, there. hang on, hang on, hang on. You just went into the squid. Is the squid and Hogwarts gonna like have a? Wait, hang on. Let's just let's get there. Uh. The giant squid saw how miserable Hogwarts was. It was true that he also missed the students, but for an entirely different reason. He missed their terrified screams as he revealed himself rising from the murky depths of the lake. His huge eyes stared mournfully at his lar- very large tentacles. At one time, he had dreams of being an actor. The larger he grew, the fewer agents and scouts would come calling till they finally stopped altogether. There wasn't much in the market for a squid that would split a schoolgirl from stem to stern. Oh dear. Hogwarts watched the giant squid approach and felt apprehension well up in his kitchen. What are you doing? The words weren't spoken, but they were understood. Just trust me. The giant squid replied, caressing Hogwarts' outer walls. I'm not ready! Hell, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Who wrote this? Hogwarts exclaimed, trying to push the giant squid away with his magic. Hogwarts, you're lonely. I'm lonely. We don't have to be. Besides, 
You can't go around manipulating your staircases. You know, okay, I'm done. I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stop dude, there. Dude, people are weird. Get, like, oh, it gets foul. People Ew, somehow weird. it gets <laughs> mostly just by inference. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, twists and turns in hallways. Oh, but yeah, I'm. It's it, someone is very lonely that wrote this. <laughs> Eli's gawking. My jaw's on the floor. I'm <laughs> shocked. <laughs> anyway, with that, with that in mind, with that in mind, today we're talking about romance, and we're talking about significant or otherwise, uh, in, or insignificant, insignificant relationships and romances within some of our favorite uh, fandoms and series and movies. Yeah. Um, let's start out with just kind of a let's, t- let's take us back. Jason. Hop in the way, way back machine. What? Who? Rather. <coughs> who was your first, like, fictional crush? This one I had to, like, really go back in time yeah. with. Um, had to search the inner parts of my soul. <laughs> my soul. It was, like, it was like, kind of hard to, like, think of, like, who that was. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe Belle from Beauty of the Beast. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then it hit me, and I realized. It, like, it hit me like it just... Like a punch from an armored hand. Okay. <laughs> what are you? This isn't yeah. a steampunk the episode. The armored hand of the Pink Ranger. The oh, Pink Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Was, she, was she blonde? No, she was brunette. Brunette. I'm gonna. Wow. I'm gonna share a story that's legendary in my family. <laughs> my brother listens to the podcast, and he'll probably be mad. Okay. Because this is his story. Oh no. So we were living in Idaho. And we had, obviously, some action figures, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I think you've told this story on air before. No, have I on air? I don't think you I have. I think you might have. Go on. Maybe. Okay. I don't. Well, um, we had some Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And they have, as action figures, some level of anatomy. And so <laughs> my brother was just playing in the playroom alone. And my mom peeks in at him mm-hmm. and he's holding just just looking at the pink ranger just holding her and he goes look at her beautiful chestas <laughs> <laughs> that's so how. it sounds like max was right on Dude, line I, with where you I were get at. it man I <laughs> get you. I know what you're saying so now, I'm not how saying, sorry max how I'm not saying that was any sort of that's awakening that's such a cute though, story yeah. it's so funny like, it is very I, cute. you shouldn't no one should be embarrassed of that no you're a child. <coughs> yeah. oh, I'm not me. saying that was my awakening either. I'm just saying. No, just no. a first noticeable crush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Awakening yeah, yeah. is. is no, the first noticeable, probably Pink Ranger. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, there's, and there's a few others I could have gone through, but then I, this is the one I've settled for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I, I, I settled. <laughs> I, I committed to the Pink Ranger. <laughs> I gave up everything <laughs> to be with her. And she didn't. What about you, Eli? Um, this was also kind of tough to, to rack my brain and um, really pick who that crush was, yeah. you know. Because yeah. um, I, I have always, you know, some, some kids go through like a girls are gross or girls are weird mm-hmm. kind of thing. I never, ever, ever had that. I never did too. Oh, I, have, I for sure did. Since kindergarten, yeah, I, did. I was always oh, crushes oh, and wanting to yeah. hug girls Before and kid, like, since Since I could talk, I was interested in girls so it's tough for me to to remember back to like then he had it y'all he had it (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but I just girls were never weird or gross to me. Right. Um. So it's tough to think that far back. I think I think maybe though one of those early crushes was uh, Misty. Oh, you took mine. Yeah. Misty from Pokemon. Didn't Absolutely. do it for me. Oh, no, no, didn't do and it. And I and this is this is this is kind of a tough. You know, I'm I'm not sure, but I think. I think it was probably Misty. Yeah. Just because I know I always watched Pokemon, and that was oh, yeah. that was always that was an early part of of my childhood, and so. Right. Yeah, probably Misty. That you, was you too. Yeah, but you saying that, I'll, I'll kind of give a, a, an expand an expanded answer on that. For me, it was Misty, um, not only because of the movie, and that was more of an awakening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said the underwear that. scene. She yeah, floats you out said of bed. That. No, yeah. but but. Her as a character with Ash, because she's a teenager and Ash is 10. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, there was always this, like, <laughs> I, I well, in real life, I had the biggest crush on my babysitter, yes. Stephanie Jones, wherever you are. I had the biggest crush on her. Does she have a sibling we know? No. Okay. This was a different time period or okay. different area of Utah. Uh, but Stephanie... I had the biggest crush on her, and there was some connection with Misty being the kind of babysitter, yeah. motherly figure she's to Ash, older. even though she's cute, and Ash is kind of like, older. you know, noted. Yeah. There was that connection, and that extended to me being a little more self-aware when I was like nine or ten mm-hmm. and saw Avatar mm. and saw Katara. Yeah. Again, True. motherly figure, and I'm like, but she's so both were animated, weirdly. Yeah. But uh, and then pretty much my wife is just my babysitter. I married a babysitter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those those types of characters, I, I'm, I have like mommy issues. Or I was something. gonna say Jaren's getting <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird, 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 weird. But uh, yeah, Misty for sure was not first because that was like yeah. my earliest. He's not wrong. By so the no way, his wife is just like his she babysitter. mothers me. She's That's an true. angel. She just cares for me. In an infant. <laughs> okay, I'm not going <laughs> No one said Jessica <coughs> Rabbit, huh? From Jessica Rabbit. Was, I wasn't Rabbit. allowed to watch. She's a little too obscene. <laughs> no, nobody's going to own up to that one. She was too sexy. My mom yeah, wouldn't, true. wouldn't dare let me. Yeah. She knew it would just ruin me. Um, well, I, I think we should just get right into it because I've asked you all to bring your, your three favorite romances. And I kind of want to lead with those. And we'll kind of go from there of little subcategories and stuff. But let's kind of set the tone with um, with that. You know what? Maybe we'll save our number one until the end. But we'll go two and three and then go through some and save the last one for that. But let's start with uh, Eli. Third favorite romance. Uh, maybe my, it's maybe hard to my two and three are, are kind of the same. I okay. definitely have a first favorite. Though. Okay. Perfect. Um, but my third is Ang and Katara. Oh, you got to mention it. Yeah. It's on my list, yeah. too. Um, Talk about it. I just... It, okay, so that's one where we know they're going to end up together. Yeah. You know, from from the first look Aang gives Katara in the first episode, you're like, okay, this is going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't actually really actually happen until the last episode. Right. But it's not frustrating build-up throughout because there's a whole story to focus on. They don't put the story around... Aang and Katara. There's yeah. some minor plots that go yeah. with it and little little points and little and reminders throughout. Yeah, the the, mm-hmm. the tunnel. You know. Two lovers. Oh yeah. yeah. Um two lovers. No, I, we could sing the whole thing. Um but I love and we've talked about this and I will talk about this infinitely, 
But the way they develop the characters and the way they treat the characters in Avatar is unlike any show I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the, we are actually able to see these characters become what they are and grow together. And um, it's just gratifying to see them end up together and then to see that continuation in Legend of Korra and what it led to and, and the, the sort of rebirth of the Air Nation. Yeah. And... Um, I just, I just love, I love that relationship because I love the way the creators built it, and I yeah. love the way they build all of their relationships between all of the characters. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. Uh, and that, that's on my list too. Yes, I mean, but I, I just want to mention the fact that um, there, there was so much buildup. You're right to that that it was like it was the one that we were all just aching for. And I know that you know modern Hollywood always puts them together, but that was one where I was like. They just have to. And, and yeah. we were all dying to see. And I thought I was going to be upset that they were just going to shove it in the last episode. But I wasn't. Because it necessarily wasn't it wasn't necessarily about that. Yeah. But the, the fact that they... It didn't feel... No. Yeah. Shoved. I didn't feel cheap. and It didn't yeah. feel cheap. Because they like. gave us enough moments throughout mm-hmm. to make it feel real yeah. without making us wait. Yeah. And, yeah. Because it, was, it wasn't like a... Oh, there's this thing like all other TV shows do yeah. where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're finally gonna, and then it doesn't, and then it's this and that. And Serendipity. It, it never <laughs> makes you tired. No. Yeah, and it, it, it is the most gratifying thing when they get together. You can finally like breathe this sigh that you didn't know you were holding. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, like finally, it's so great. Um, and I mean, this may be different for everyone, but for me, never knowing what Katara was thinking or feeling the entire series was so relatable to be Aang, to be like, <coughs> so like lovelorn and just like, but he's got to balance all these things. He's like, I'm in love, but I'm the kind of like the savior of this world or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that it was just Aang's perspective. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely have to mention it. Jay. Um, so with, I have two, like my top two for sure. My third one, I couldn't really decide on anything. I couldn't think of anything. So I'm going to give you two that are basically honorable mentions. Okay. Um, Oscar and Ellie from Let the Right One In. It's my favorite movie. Oh, so yeah. I'm just going to say that yeah. just totally. because I couldn't think of anything else. Um, and then the other one isn't really a romantic relationship, but it's a really good on-screen That's relationship. Great. Um, Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter from the TV show Hannibal. <laughs> um, their their <coughs> dynamics <coughs> and relationship is really really great and it's a really good TV show. It okay. is. I okay. love, I, I've only seen the first season, but <laughs> uh, you're right. The relationship is like to such a level of intertwined that you could almost call it yeah. like a type of just and then, special. And then the third like, season, it gets really good because it's like they're, they're so connected and they still love each other as like friends, but they also hate each other because, you know, Hannibal eats people and stuff. So. Yeah. That's good. I hate when that gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Aang and Katara, but I want to I want to hit on one that I really love, and I'm using more of the comics in this. Uh, I mean, obviously the movie was uh, was okay, the movies were okay, not really, but whatever. Uh, but I love um, Reed Richards and Sue Storm, and I love mm. their relationship because them as like a team and as a couple, it's less concerned within the comics. It's less concerned with them like getting together. They're this stable couple. And obviously in a few comics, you know, that's tested with Civil War and some other things. But I love that their relationship is already this established thing. And there's this mutual respect because they're both brilliant scientists. And there's this level of of sort of 
stability to them. It's like, you know, when Johnny or when Ben Grimm or when any other character has this issue, they're this constant. They're this couple. And, you know, she, she I mean, not that it matters, but she kept her, you know, name in most of the comics. She's Sue Storm, not Sue Richards. Um, I just love the dynamic of them that like the Marvel cu- married couple, it's them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love their abilities. They rely on each other, but they're both very independent, cool characters. And they work together as a team, and they don't let that get in the way. I don't know. Just overall, I really love those two characters, yeah. and I respect them yeah. So a lot. shout out to Jessica Alba. And no. <laughs> who, who's that other guy? Eowyn <laughs> Griffith. Yeah, there he is. He's yeah. very Scottish. Shout out to them. <laughs> no, um, please not shout out to them. Shout no, out to I love Jack that. Kirby Stanley. I love that point. I love in fictional things when we don't have to worry about a couple. Yeah. I really yeah. like that because nice. I like when we can get plots and, and interactions that aren't around a will-they-won't-they they yeah. sort of thing. For example, um, April and Andy from, from Parks mm-hmm. and Rec. Right. Once they're a couple... Which takes a sec. Yeah. But once they are, it's like, okay, then this is that, and they're just yeah. always going to be that, and it's nice right. to not worry about it. Whereas, yeah. you know, Jim and Pam, yeah, there's so much. First of all, that feels like an eternity before yeah. they actually end and up There's merit together, to both, but Totally. But, but I but get it, what you're it's, saying. It gets right. tiresome sometimes yeah. just to kind of be yanked like that. And I, I, like, I like not having to worry about a couple as a plot device. Yeah. I, I like that really they cool. can have their relationship and have that. Be I agree. Because it, it sets up a whole new series of storylines, a whole new series of jokes, a whole new series of relatability. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you get that with the Fantastic Four and with them. And I love that how their marriage plays within that rather than, you know, a whole new story development. <coughs> yeah. Um, yeah, number, number two. Eli. Um... So I struggle with it's. It's hard to kind of just because I think every fandom and every I don't know ev- everything has a couple. Yeah. Every story yeah. has someone that gets together or doesn't, or there's some romantic something just because that's you know always a story that that is told. So I yeah. I kind of went with one just that I think personally deserves mentioning. Um, because I like the way this is handled too. It's gonna sound almost dumb. Um, Sky high. No. Oh, hi. <laughs> hang on. No. Give it a sec. <laughs> no. Um, let's talk about Sky High for a second. <laughs> no. Warren finishes up, please. Warren Peace and the Ice Girl at the end. <laughs> oh, freak yeah. Um, his parents. Yeah. <laughs> power couple. <laughs> Literal Actually, power couple. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ned, Bigby, and Moe's. And Moe's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one couple we always wanted uh, to happen. Yeah. And the show made us wonder without being like a, oh, like it's tiresome. Because Ned had a with great relationship Susie with Susie. Crabgrass. They were actually a really good couple. Yeah. Susie Crabgrass. And then Moe's dated that foreign guy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was okay. Yeah, he was fine. <laughs> but they were such good friends. Like that was the ultimate like... Friends yeah. getting together, yeah. you know, they got together in that Dude. in that movie. And and Cookie and Coconut Head got together. In the <laughs> <laughs> what was the girl's name? Um, the nerdy one. 
Yeah, who went through oh, the transformation. Su- wait, not Susie. Um, no. Yes, I know, because she had really bad allergies, and then she, like, fixed yeah. them Yeah, or everything got, got fixed. Rid of the glasses. Everyone was, was going after her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, again, in that finale movie, she and, and Cookie agree to go out. Yeah. Kind of. Um, but, no, I just, I love Ned and Moe's. I love their dynamic. I like how Moe's is independent and cool and tough, and mm-hmm. and how she and Ned, how she and Ned work, you know? <laughs> You know, I I'm I'm very happy that you mentioned that. Um, I I can't think of this girl's name. Yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time. Um, which is weird given how much I watch that yeah, show. Right? Got it, Lisa Zemo. Lisa, Lisa Zemo. Lisa Zemo. Yep, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, 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 Interesting. Yeah. 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 Remember the one? Okay. I remember the one where where Cookie wears the puffy coat. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> Which is great. He'll get him. Seinfeld. He thinks it'll get him attention, and and no one, like no one actually cares. But then like there's one point where he leaves, and she <laughs> is like all quiet in the background. She's like, I like your coat, <laughs> <laughs> and I always remember that. That uh, show was so good. That was a very Dang. good show. Yeah. Hope it comes to Netflix. <laughs> Me yeah. too. Uh, Jay, what, who's number two? Uh, number two is Colossus and Kitty Pride. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was it considering is. that. I like it, and um, in in the uh, friggin it was Amazing X Men, um, Astonishing X Men. Sorry, um, Joss Whedon. Um, no, but in that comic, when um, when they finally get back together because Colossus had died, he he risked his life to save not only you know everybody, but especially Kitty Pride. Um, and there's controversy. He didn't risk his life. He straight up died. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's controversy between them because there's a big age gap, and she's young. Yeah, but yeah, forget about that. If you don't, if you <laughs> pretend like that's not a real thing, uh, <laughs> she's a cool dragon. Who it, cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, yeah, they had a really good relationship, and I thought it was cool. Like you know, him him killing himself, and um, when they got back together, it made me like maybe kind of teary eyed, like on mm. the pages of, of a comic <laughs> There's book. There's tear stains <laughs> so, on Jason's original copy. Um, but no, it, it was cool to see him reunite. And probably that's why I chose it. Um, Cause I remember doing that. That's legit. That's good. Um, my number two, as I'm sure what Eli's number one is going to be. So I'm not going to say it. I don't think you know what my number one is going to be. Is it Lord of the Rings based? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm not going to say it. Okay. Cause I know it's going to be one of two and they're Stupid almost the same. Idiots. So I'm going to leave it be. Okay. Um, instead, I am going to say um, <laughs> one that's dumb, but I really do love this it. This is I, your two? Yeah. In the books. My two is going to be Aang and Katara. Oh, okay, yeah. So, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap that with Ron and Hermione. Mm-hmm. And I say that from the books, though, because mm-hmm. they're fine in the movies and they're yeah. good actors. Yeah. But their chemistry in the book and their explanation in the book <coughs> is, for me, my favorite. Because Hermione's not like some beautiful like goddess in the books and <laughs> Ron isn't some like I don't even know he's not Rupert Grint <laughs> is all I can say uh, but he's this kind of twiggy scrawny redhead wiry freckly kid with from a poor family um, with a ton of potential and but but with a real complex about himself of insecurity and she is this kind of annoying know-it-all really like subtly powerful with crazy frizzy hair um and kind of mousy features and i i love their kind of rise to each other again it's that similar and katara thing where it's like you know it's there 
and it really does pay off. It pays off in the movies, but it pays off so well in the books because it's like his insecurity is kind of not nurtured, but Hermione kind of helps him forget that, and she he makes her feel powerful and beautiful. And I really, I just love their dynamic. I think that they are two halves of something really great, even how weird they are and kind of awkward they're in the book. I was actually going to talk about them later. Were you? Uh-huh. Okay, bring them up for different reasons later then. Yeah, because um, I, I, I have a, a little different perspective. Do you? Uh-huh. Okay. They're B- both. But I, but I love them. <laughs> um, let's go on to most... Underrated or easily wait, forgotten. Wait, we're we gonna skipping? give number one, homeboy. Uh, we're gonna save number one until the end. What I kind of like Do you want to? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Fine. The okay, people have spoken. Right. Number one, <coughs> Elijah Webb. No, who is your number one favorite relationship? My number one is Faramir and Awen. Is it really? It what were, who there were you is. thinking? I thought you were gonna say Aragorn and Arwen or Beren and Luthien. No. Okay. Yeah, it's Faramir and Awen, which is why I thought you wouldn't have it. Um, okay, so I I love Aragorn and Arwen, and you're right that they and Baron and Luthien are the same yeah. relationship. I like um, when they look at each other at the end of Return of the King. <laughs> well, I cry in that um, moment. when they look at each other. Yes, but Jason, they they that's that's a that's Aragorn and Arwen. Let's say yeah. they are amazing, both amazing characters, and it's a, and it's an amazing couple. Yeah. Um, Sam and Rosie, also oh. great. Oh, that is really cute. Um, Your number one should just really be cute. the Lord of the Rings romance. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But no, but Faramir and Eowyn, um, the way the way it treats them in the books, because we get one in the movie. One, it's forced. One little thing like them looking at each other yeah. at the end, like, and we're supposed to be like, oh wait, are they together? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Um, but in the book, first of all. Okay, this might end up taking too long, so I'll try and condense. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm trying to condense. So, first of all, Faramir in the movies sucks. Faramir in the books is one of my top five favorite characters. Agreed. And there's a frick ton of characters, so you know what a big deal that is. Um, He's he's, he's incredible Mm -hmm. in the books. And Eowyn is my other (laughs) top five. One of the... Yeah. She is... is, I just just read through... um, My dad asked. We were out, out eating, and my dad was like... Does she say I am no man in the book? Is her line the same? And we looked it up and I tried reading it and I honestly got emotional. Just <laughs> just like trying to read it out loud, I got emotional because because that's my favorite scene of all time. Their coming together in the books is such a beautiful thing. They're clearly into each other and there's this respect there for the power that they both possess and for the people they are and for what they're willing to sacrifice because they meet each other in the houses of healing in Gondor. They've both been injured. Neither is able to go to the Black Gate, even though both wants to. And so they are both kind of sitting, suffering together. And Eowyn throughout the whole series has been this tortured, you know, burdened soul who fears the cage and who fears you know, not achieving glory. And Faramir has been burdened with the death of his brother and with without the love of his father. Like, it's been a really complicated thing that they've both been through, but they both... They both need love. Yeah, and <laughs> they both all. have done amazing things. Yeah. And the way they come together and the way they they complement one another, it's it's... It's astounding to me. Like it's, I can't do it justice, but it's treated so well in the books. And then he becomes Prince of Athelion, and she mm-hmm. is is 
the the heir the lady of the court. Yeah, yeah and and just the 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 best couple for in my opinion mm-hmm. in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because the romance does develop in such a unique cool way. Yeah, yeah, and you feel their romance more than you feel Aragorn and It's true, Arwen. it's true. That, I mean, it really is in the books. It's like the beginning and the end, Yeah, and you kind of Yeah, and I mean, that's it. that's sort of this elevated like, unachievable thing. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're both, you know, Gods, perfect. pretty much. Yeah. Um, but Faramir and Eowyn, it, it feels really human, and yeah. it feels really intimate and and deep and totally very relatable. vulnerable and personal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So that's that's my number. I'm glad you said that. Yay, please. <laughs> All right, number one, babies. Okay. I'm so scared. Number like one, Godzilla, <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> no, dude, they don't. <coughs> why would Mecha Godzilla ever get with Godzilla, okay. dude? Just what are just you talking go. about? Just him being reductive of what you love. <laughs> just being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Insane. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring movies, nice. babies. Oh yeah, nice. Who? <laughs> Um, <laughs> especially Conjuring 2 because their relationship was beautiful one of the best love stories of any movie <laughs> you can quote me on that um, we will and, well, and it's recorded now um, no it's such especially in Conjuring 2 it's just so their relationship is so it's so cute and it's so beautiful um, like that movie did a really good job especially of building uh, onto a relationship that has already existed you know, with their characterization and, and her being afraid of his death and that being, like, basically her major weakness, you know, despite being, like, this confident uh, ghost hunter that she is. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really weird saying it out yeah. loud. Um, no, and then, like, you know, the the fact that their love story revolves around the fact that he believed her when no one else did. Mm. And, you know, and it, it's... They have the whole cute scene with, like, Elvis and... Anyway. Oh, yeah. It's a great movie, guys. It's a great relationship. And which Conjuring was? Uh, well, it was uh, well, both of them. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was one more than the other. Yeah, well, m- two. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jay. Well, Give me your time. He's just being an idiot. I'm being oh, I know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you <laughs> saying know. that. It's, that's good. I literally would have never thought of that yeah. ever, and I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, okay, not Eric Gordon and Arwen. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Also, very shocking, Jason. <laughs> I'm not that shocked. I, no, I dig it. I very much dig it. Jason has talked about them as a couple has every he? time it brings up Conjuring, I feel. And besides, yeah. like, I feel like mm-hmm. he has. And, and I f- like, Mechagodzilla is, like, not even, you can't even fall in love with Mechagodzilla. <laughs> Jason. Like, I could see maybe Mothra and Godzilla. <laughs> okay. okay. Organic creatures. Okay. Reminds anyway. Of, it reminds me of that Parks and Rec where, and is like, Ben's username when they're both bidding on the same gift for Leslie, his his thing is something like Tall Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> and so Anne is like, why don't you just cast a spell to get it or something? And Ben's like, okay, I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. <laughs> and he's like, actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. <laughs> and he launches into, he's like, while powerful, the Lannisters don't have any of the magic as say. Like, so that's just, that's just what that reminded me of. That's fantastic. Okay, uh, okay for my number one, I chose Sophie and Hal from Hal's Moving Castle. Oh, cool. I love their relationship because um, they help bring out the best in each other because they're both very flawed. Um, And, like, I love that Hal's introduced as this really charismatic, kind of classical hero, like, cool 
handsome dude, and you really get to know that he's just kind of a big, sensitive baby that's really talented and really yeah. powerful, but he really is just like a, you know, too self-obsessed initially and not very, kind of lazy, very lazy, mm-hmm. doesn't want to help anyone but himself and just wants to seem cool and beautiful. And Sophie is very much the opposite. She's never been the pretty one. She's always been um, like the help, the cleaner, the the doing the work in the back room sort of a thing, never been in the spotlight. And I love that the after kind of Howell has his little meltdown and realizes, okay, I'm fine the way I am. He helps Sophie realize how beautiful and necessary she is. Not not because she's beautiful because facially, I mean, he does say that you're beautiful, but because she's she's the one that helps, you know, kind of defeat or uh, get rid of the witch of the waste. Um, mm-hmm. she, ha- she has the power. And I love that she does these things not by, like, beating and kicking, but by love and by accepting and being like, you know what, it's okay, you need to let it go to the one that's caused her all this pain. They just really individually are just such good characters. And for each other, you know, his charisma brings out her strength and her honesty brings out his honesty. I don't know. For me, it's just, like, the, the best and most fun love story to see unfold um, each from their eyes. And it's relatable for me in a lot of different ways because sometimes you feel like either, but, like, I just, it's it, it's very vulnerable and it's really honest. I love it. Mm. It's great. Um, okay. Let's keep going then. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. What's the best bromance? What's your favorite bromance? Easy. Yeah. Jay. Just kidding. Do you want me to start? I want you to start. Here's the thing. Worth it. Hold on. Let me count. How many do you have? Technically six. Okay. Oh, frick. Do you want to just rapid fire and then talk about No, wait, because we have some that we have to say. He'd probably steal them. Okay. I have only one. Yeah, I can't just... You have... (coughs) I'm sure you don't have mine. I I have three. And I got got Jaren's. All right, cool. There's no way you have mine. I'm just kidding. Um, No, because this one, like, there's a lot of really good bromances, a lot of good movies and stuff, and so it was kind of hard to, like, um, narrow it down. Um, I will... I have two that are kind of like jokes a little bit. Throw the jokes out really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, John Boyega and Harrison Ford. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it was really funny how much John Boyega loved Harrison Ford, so I'm going to say that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Loved it. And the Utah Jazz love him to death. Yeah, well, yeah. I hope you guys all do <laughs> good the rest of the season. Yeah. Anyway, um, number one, Frank and Charlie from... It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, gosh. Heck nice. yeah, dude. I love that they play uh, night crawlers, <laughs> and they, they're they really gross and sleep in the same pull-out mattress. Yeah. <coughs> they are. Yeah. <laughs> the best, worst characters I ever. I love it. Okay, oh, keep going. Best. Oh, you want me to keep going? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, whatever those characters are from I Love You, Man, uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul Rudd and Jesse Seagal. It's a great movie. Seagull. Seagull. I'm thinking of Steven Seagull. Jason Seagull. Oh. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good bromance movies out there, by there the way. Yeah. Um, 21 Jump Street. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but there's, yeah. That's a good example. It's great. Um, and uh, probably w- one of my personal favorites, actually. Uh, this is legit. Uh, the Flash and Green Lantern. And oh, in, cool. Because in the comics, they're both just really funny and... They, like, jive off each other really well. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying this uh, knowing that Booster Gold and Blue Beetle exist. Yeah. Because they are the ultimate uh, comic book bromance. Yeah. And they're unbeatable, but I'm saying this regardless. <laughs> 
Flash and, and Green Lantern. Probably. That's good. Cool. That's okay. really good. That's none of mine. I'm worried that you and yeah, I are going to have the same one. Me too. So I'm going to go first. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. It is the best, in my opinion, best on-screen bromance. Sherlock and John. Yeah. You have to. Yeah, you have to. Best on screen and best in book. I've only read one Sherlock story. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. even then, there's the chemistry there. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that they are the, they are. Ted or Ted. It. Mm. And yeah, in, in the Sherlock series. Yeah. Like, especially how they joke about them being an actual couple. <laughs> yeah. Which is so funny. And how yeah. John always, always Hates has to it. insist that he's not gay. Yeah. And it's Sherlock so, doesn't care. He doesn't react or is not at all. It's uh, so funny. It and is. Mrs. Hudson oh, yeah. is so funny with it. Yeah. But I, they, I, I love how much Sherlock secretly and sometimes, you know, vocally needs John. Oh, absolutely. It's like the way my they favorite grow part of his other. character. Yeah. 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 The way that, the way that their relationship develops mm-hmm. and Sherlock sort of creates this dependency. And I love that it's Sherlock's biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. It's his best friend. Yeah. It's, uh, it is so good. And how much Sherlock, they both hate to admit how much they desperately need each other. Yeah. For emotional reasons and also for like survival reasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, so the way good. we see Sherlock just consistently being arrogant mm-hmm. but then john at first being in awe of him yeah. both in awe of his ability but then in awe of in awe of what a jerk he could yeah. be and then coming and then into in this understanding <laughs> of of their friendship where john consistently is is shocked at how stupid sherlock can be yeah but then and you know their deep deep connection yeah i just i've, I've been going through it again and so um sherlock's best man speech oh yeah it's John like, cry. <laughs> yeah, like that 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 really says so much and that actually sets the tone for the remainder of the series. Oh yeah. Um is their relationship and what we see especially in the next episode and then going beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, it catches a lot of heat, but I'm glad that the two of you really enjoyed the Holmes and Watson movie. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I really just think on screen Will Ferrell, Ferrell and John C. Riley as as Holmes and Watson. Holmes Let's and not. Step Brothers. No, no, no. No. Holmes and Watson. Holmes and exclusively. Watson. <laughs> did either of you see that? No. Absolutely no, I didn't either. No. Did We're talking know. about the, the BBC Massive. <laughs> it <laughs> clarifies. <laughs> now that Jason is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the best. It is the best. But, you, okay, you go. You're the two. My remainder, I mean, it was it was Frodo and Sam and then Mary and Pippin. Yeah, I thought yeah. about Frodo and Sam. Yeah, yeah. Mary and Pippin. But, yeah. I mean, but also, like, I feel like that those are, well, Frodo and Sam is less of a bromance. That it is just Sam doing all the work. A <laughs> <laughs> one side. No, it's a bromance. Frodo absolutely just loves kidding. Sam. He does. He does. And Sam will do anything for Frodo. Sam is the hero of Middle Earth. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Tolkien but, said that. Yeah, but Jason but, also said. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, they're, I mean, they're that's they're just they have a great dynamic, yeah. and it it really is interesting to see. Especially more in the books. It, I mean, it shows it in the movie, but Sam really is Frodo's servant. Mm-hmm. And he, he takes that role very, very seriously. Cooks for him and... Yeah, does everything. Do you need anything? Does everything. Drops eaves. Consistently <laughs> concerned. Hey, dropping no eaves. Um, and Frodo never actually abandons Sam. No. That doesn't happen. Not in, no, not in the book. No. Um, so annoying. Yeah. And then Mary and Pippin are, are are so great. Yeah. yeah. yeah Pippin's my favorite they character from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I love their dynamic. Because that does carry over. They're just kind of freewheeling thing. But then they really grow into yeah. being these 
helpful and dynamic and really desiring to be more. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, a guard of the Citadel yeah. and then yeah. part of Theoden's. Yeah. Nice. Gang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forget if Mary had an actual title. <laughs> Gang member. Uh, what's the most underrated relationship in your opinion? I, I pretty much, I feel like I said mine, like in my, okay. you know, my favorites. And so I'm going to give one that probably doesn't deserve to be on this list um, <laughs> as underrated. Uh, and it's the only one I wrote down. So Lily and Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. Let's go. <laughs> I haven't seen that show in a really long time, but their relationship was really good. <laughs> it was very constant. It was very cute. I, uh, so maybe not underrated. I take. Oh, it's not. No, I, uh, I said that. I underrated, underrated. <laughs> Wait a second. Is this a crossover? <laughs> it's in the episode. Uh, okay. Let's just g- keep going. Let's <laughs> just blitz past. Don't stop Let's forget there. that was said. Uh, no, that's good, Jay. Yeah. Underrated's, uh, underrated's kind of hard. Look, a little weird. I could be adding a lot more relationships. I've been watching a lot of Cheers. There's a lot <laughs> of great relationships on Cheers, dude. Sure. Eli? Well, that was... Uh, I want to hear yours. I want to know okay. what you think underrated is. For me, it's the easily forgotten, but worth... Uh, a lot more than it's ever credited for. I think Scott Pilgrim and Ramona Flowers for me. I easily forget about uh, them, but I think their relationship in the comics as well, but in the movies, I really enjoy it. And I think the, I would never put them together, but I like them together. Yeah. And I, I often forget how fun they are. To See, watch. I don't know if they're underrated because like, that's like a meme now. People mm-hmm. on Twitter making fun of, of white boys who love Scott Pilgrim looking for their Ramona. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe, okay, we can glaze over that. I just had that in mind. Um, but, can, I mean, I, I kind of get what you're saying about a good relationship that doesn't receive as much attention yeah. for yeah. one yeah. reason or another, sure. right? So I, w- I would say Sokka and Suki. Great. Yeah, because... That's a I great mean, answer. Yeah, we, I, it's just because we are distracted by... Ang and, and Katara, and then everything else that's going on. But, they, I mean, there's this sort of an easy, you know, they're there for each other. They're both earnest, and, and Sokka, when he's able to humble himself and and come to Suki, like, they have a good relationship. Yeah, it feels like almost uh, Reed Richards' Sue Storm esque. It's, it's a constant. When, they, when they're together, they're Once together. They're together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. Okay. Let's, let's go on here. Um... Just kind of a brief discussion. Um, the way that relationships have been portrayed over the years um, up to now, the way that they've kind of evolved and morphed and transformed, do you feel like it's gotten better, more enjoyable, or do you think it's gotten th- that maybe political correctness or that certain expectations have made it less enjoyable? What do you, What's your guys' take on kind of where we are now versus where we've been. I think it can be kind of hit or miss. I think that um, it's gotten to the point where we've seen a lot of on-screen relationships, and so you either fall into the pitfalls of something that's already been done, Mm -hmm. um, or you try something new and it fails, or you you totally hit. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, like, I guess it could be somewhere in the middle, but, like, even if it's somewhere in the middle, it's probably a miss. Mm. and so I, I think it could be a little bit harder to build, like, a genuinely good relationship. Nowadays, it's yeah. harder yeah. to have a, a memorable. Yeah. I think, I think uh, a benefit or, or something, a, a positive change about where relationships have been going over time is that we have more diversity in 
hmm. in obviously physical characteristics, but then in dynamics as well. Um, so we're seeing instances of maybe the woman being portrayed as, as stronger than the man right. or, or things like that. And we also have more diversity as far as same-sex relationships go, mm-hmm. which I think is, is good because it can give marginalized people something to look at. Mm-hmm. But where that line is, I think, can be kind of thin because there, then we run the risk of it being cliché. Yeah. Or already done before, like Jason said, or sort of a token relationship, which is yeah. a trying, danger to storytelling. Because, yeah. because I, I, I love when I can see any relationship between any sex or any race or anything like that, mm-hmm. and it feels believable. And yeah. it feels like it contributes, rather than me feeling like the writer is saying, oh, we really ought to throw this in there. Yeah, exactly. Or, oh, we should make this. Oh, this would be, I don't like shock value no. relationships. Right. And I don't like what feels like a token. And that's a little bit subjective, which I'll acknowledge. I might say some things. And I'm, I'm kind of harsh of things that maybe feel to me to be ingenuine, or as other people totally admire them. Um, but I, I take issue with, with shock value relationships and with what feels like token just to check a box or to to make yeah uh, that's people that's, celebrate it for the reason that they're they're hitting that mark rather than the actual depth or, or believability of the relationship that's that's what i was going to say too for me it, it, again i agree with that jay is that the relationships that are good now are very good because they've had time to sort of know this is stereotypical. This is maybe a little too obvious. So let's make it really dynamic. And there's been a lot of great relationships that have come up. Um, but there's so. But in that same vein of, of diversity and inclusion, that is so important and has been the best part of n- new relationships. Uh, is you know, let's make this couple interracial because it'll be better. Or let's make this couple gay because it'll be better. Rather than that's how the character is written, and so that makes sense. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but to write a character and then be like, oh, yeah, they're this. I'm like, yeah. that's so uh, you're shoving it down my throat rather than if you had developed this character. But like, great. That's mm-hmm. what we were. I was hoping for. Yeah. Or, right. That, again, that goes to shock value. But that's the hard part of like with this day and age, I think, is like people want to be diverse and show like, you know, that inclusion. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people will force it. And <clears throat> like instead of building a natural relationship, they'll throw it in there to be diverse. Right. Um, instead of, you know, building an actually good natural relationship. Agreed. And that, that's like that's something that's hard about this day and age. Yeah. And I know that all of the favorite romantic relationships we listed, all of them were heterosexual. Right. Um, I think largely just be, it's a percentage thing. Yeah. And the stories, especially, I mean, some of these were what we grew up with. Some of these are older than we are mm-hmm. as far as relationships go. But I can point to great homosexual and, and, and non-normal relationships, mm-hmm. romantic relationships that I do think were developed well. Yeah. I think um, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline. Yeah, that, that was made developed sense. Well. Can yeah. we, we can look back and say, oh, there were kind of moments there yeah. where I could see that building. Yeah. You know, and whether or not you agree with it, whether or not you, you think it should have been one way or the other, I what matters to me is 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 it developed? Can we can it we look sense. back and believe it? And it did. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, for me, 
I appreciate it. It's in the comics. It's in the TV show as well. I mean, obviously a little more <laughs> brash in the, in the TV series. But Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, their relationship, although it was kind of this working heroic relationship, it made sense the way that they developed together as both really kind of harsh, hardened characters connecting. And yeah, obviously it was very physical initially, but their development individually and together, coming together, it made sense. And I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Okay, so I think yeah. I think it's good as long as you can make it believable. Yeah, and that just comes to writing and, really and character development rather really than does. doing it to be diverse yeah. or to shock or to simply to have a, a relationship. Right. Yeah. Because you know, Hollywood loves to just put people together. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah. like you know, it's it's a plot device. It's you know, it's a little plot point, and yeah. it, they'll throw something in there just to have it. Um, which is another good thing about you know relationships and like movies these days. A lot of movies won't even put like a romantic interest, mm-hmm. and they'll just focus on everything else, yeah. which yeah. I think is actually kind of cool, like uh, interesting. Which yeah. is uh, one movie in particular I just saw that I, has that and that I enjoy is they could have made Into the Spider Verse. Gwen and Miles get together, but they're like, no, there's a mutual respect and there's a friendship. And yeah, it may be in your brain, you're like, oh, like, I'll see you around, kiss. But it was like, I'm glad we have each other, fist bump. Yeah. Because that's how their characters are. And that wasn't the point. Yeah. You know? Uh, okay, that's awesome. Um, okay, kind of winding, <laughs> winding down here. Are there any relationships and stuff that you love that you wish had or hadn't happened? Um, I'll go first. I. <laughs> I could not stand James Bond and Leia Seydoux's relationship in Spectre. It felt so forced. Oh, it felt Lousy. so unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I, I loved the momentum of Skyfall because he was hot on the heels of getting out of his one true love from uh, Casino Royale. Which is yeah. a great relationship. Which is, which is awesome. the best yeah, Bond awesome. love story in all of them. And he gets married in <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Gets oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I think on Her Majesty's Secret Service is the one. Is that what it is? Uh, but his his in Skyfall, there isn't really romance. I mean, there's, obviously there's like the sexualized whatever. Skyfall uh, is when he becomes the Bond that people know as Bond. Yeah, and the team is functioning yeah. cohesively. Money Penny Q. Right, yeah. and, and and Money Penny is the best thing in my mind that could have happened in terms of a female lead in James Bond because she's this capable operative field agent that ends up hurting Bond accidentally but there's you know she's not sex she doesn't become this sexualized thing by him and uh, this object she's there's respect there yeah there's give and take yeah um and so but yeah Leia Sato Inspector I love you in in his ear like when he's tied to the chair I love you like are you kidding it was it, all of Spectre was bad. It was, but for me, that was the most annoying. It wasn't all bad. Okay. No, there was cool action the, sequences. The cool, the 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 cool new Aston Martin they had in the Jaguar cool chase with Dave Bautista. That was the cool. Day of the Dead was cool. That was cool. Yeah, so none of the actual chase. story. Yeah. None of the story was cool. <laughs> it's all substance. I mean, they it was wasted all Christoph no Waltz. Oh, he could have been something great. Great actor though. Oh, he's best. great. He was set <laughs> to be the best Bond villain. Awful character. Oh. Horribly written. Uh, but yeah, I hated how they, they cheapened what had happened in the past three movies. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I could go on. But yeah, for me, th- I hated that yeah. relationship. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Okay. Eli. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about Ron and Hermione. Uh-oh. I, I don't hate it. I knew it. I knew it. But I think <coughs> if we look at their character, if we look at how they approach conflict and how they view the world, I don't think 
if we're trying to look at them as people, I don't think their trajectory actually puts them together. Really? And you feel like that was forced? I do. Okay. A little. And J.K. Rowling actually said that she feels she 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 might regret putting them together. Mm. She said, I think I put them together more for personal reasons than what actually made sense for the characters. Mm. Um, and you look at it, and and I, I see what she means. I mean, look at just at, at Harry and Hermione's relationship. Harry is always so complimentary of her. There's a respect there. There is, there's nothing childish between them. Mm. They have a great dynamic and a great respect for one another. And they challenge each other, but there's an understanding there. Ron and Hermione, it feels childish. It feels impulsive. There, there's obvious attraction there. There's obvious, there's that sort of puppy love that I see. There's the young love. I could see them dating for sure. But when it comes to a long-term committed relationship, I don't think they're compatible. I, I think Ron is, is a little too... Pouty, I don't think he's considerate enough. Yeah. He's heroic and he's brave and he's a good friend, but I don't see him being with Hermione, who is brilliant and who would who would really truly overshadow him in, in anything they mm-hmm. did. I don't think his ego long term could take that, whereas Harry would be so thrilled to be out of the spotlight and have Hermione. Uh, uh, let's, that makes I mean, sense. if they're in a relationship that Harry would be able to honor and and let her succeed and go forward. Whereas I can see them, Ron, Hermione, after three kids, Ron resenting her for being successful yeah. and and him insisting she stays home with the kids because that's what a woman is supposed to do. Mm. Ron feels like a sexist to me <laughs> a little bit. I, I, I disagree with that mostly because of the Harry and Ginny thing. I don't like Harry and Ginny. I together. don't either. I yeah. think that for me is so forced. I think because it's there, they're like, okay, yeah. let's throw it, it together. I, Which is, I, I mean, like again, why I could see Harry and Hermione. Yeah, we get that little glimpse when it's just them in, in Deathly Hollows. Yeah, and you're like, this works. Hmm. I don't know. So, so I think I think Harry feels at, a little too reckless. If I try and I don't know if I. The thing is, he's tired. He doesn't want to actually do that. Mm. He is very go and save the day. Mm-hmm. And they, they say that. It's self-aware. They say that in book five. Hermione's like, her, but Hermione calls him out on it in book five. Hermione's the one who says, Harry, you're kind of go save the day. Yeah. Rather than be. Think months, things through. Yeah. And, but we know Harry's just relieved to be done with it. And so I think long term mm. that would, it would make sense. Interesting. I think just looking at trying to analyze the character, where we've seen them go, I don't think Ron and Hermione in the real world with the type of people they are, I don't think they could. <laughs> Interesting could take. Yeah. A hot take. I like it. I, I'm, uh, okay. <laughs> Jay. Take it. Um, oh, <coughs> gosh, I, I, I don't know if I can follow that up. I was just going to say um, Oliver Queen and Felicity Smoke in the TV show. Yeah. Hate it. It's stupid. Oh, yeah. in Arrow? Yeah, in, mm. in the Arrow TV show. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I hate it. Anyway, that's why, why is that though? Because I it, it doesn't. I just don't like them together. First off, you don't think they have chemistry. I don't really like care for Felicity in the first place. Okay, I liked her more in like the f- like first few seasons as just like the help, <laughs> <laughs> um, rather than the romantic interest. Okay, because after that it just got really stupid. Okay. <laughs> I, I can. So they were that. putting too much into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can I can dig that. So there's number one. Uh, I I have more. Oh yeah, yeah, please. I have one more. 
That's good. Um, it's a relationship that is good in theory, better than it is on screen. Okay. Okay. So the idea of it is like, this is really good, right? Okay. Um, maybe on paper. On screen, it came out as Anakin and Padme. <laughs> I thought about them a lot. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Man. yeah. Good point. Yeah, like they the have worst chemistry. Oh, theoretically, the least oh, believable think that they performance. Yeah, they have to be together. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, but the way that it was gone. So let's about, say let's say Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have the worst <laughs> relationship. Well, I don't think that's fair because Natalie Portman is an amazing actress, and Hayden Christensen no, is passable. She no, not in that role. I'm saying as, as a whole. No, so I'm saying Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman. I know I'm saying, but I think that they were. Dire- I think she was directed to be monotone, stupid. I don't think. She, I don't <laughs> think George Lucas said any of those things. I th- no, but I think he's like, you need to be really just on the surface. Kind of emotionless. No, he didn't say that. I'm sure he did. <laughs> no, that exact honestly, it's poorly acted. Great actors can have bad performances, yeah, Jerry. Maybe. Especially when they're... Nicholas Cage. Especially <laughs> when they're... They, they both Anakin have... And Padme. They both have harsh opinions on um, features of the earth, uh, <laughs> on elements. Wait, what is hers? <laughs> I love the water. Not harsh. No, they're harsh. passionate. They're, they're, they're both passionate. I yeah, love I'm the sorry. water. Hate the sand. sand. That's yeah. 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 All right. No, I hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and so maybe that's what brings them together. Okay. <laughs> their, their feelings <laughs> towards the Mother Nature. Yeah. Yeah. the earth. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, also, I want to I wanna throw in, Oh. Um, obviously Impossible as one of our favorites. Yeah. These, these, don't, these can't exist in the same realm. Yeah. But a lot of people would have really liked to see Katara and Zuko. Oh, yeah. And I'll... Uh, I there say, was moments in the series. They could have done... They sure. could have gone that route. Oh, absolutely. They could have. I'm happy Aang and Katara ended up together, and I'm glad Zuko and uh, May got together. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot... I mean, there's a lot of unhappy fan peoples. Oh, the fan w- fiction is that. rife yeah. with Zutara. 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 Pairing. Sequel of Zootopia. Zutara. <laughs> but uh, that could... That was also... That, yeah. It could have been that. Yeah, I mean the ca- the crossroads of destiny in yeah. the caves. Come on, you guys underground. Do you yeah. guys totally. Yeah. Real question: Do you guys ship Raylo? Oh, dude, no, so hard. <laughs> I never did. I ship. <laughs> did uh, you really? I ship uh, foe or pin. Foe and pin. Whichever you prefer. <laughs> No, I ship neither of those yeah, things. Yeah, I don't want any relationships in episode nine. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. I don't need it to be romantic. I just want episode nine to be good. I'm, <laughs> yeah. just, I'm just really holding my breath for <laughs> JJ to pick up the pieces and put something. Make it just a romantic comedy. I'm looking for a B minus. I'm looking for that little boy that picks up the broom at the end oh. to save the day. Uh, With the broom. <laughs> With the broom. Just beating. Dude, what if... Oh, you know what I'd love to see in episode nine? What? The bristles Kay. of his broom being little lightsaber blades. First of all, kind of tight. No, I want to see Rose <coughs> and uh, Finn in like a jail cell. Like they're captive, right? And then in comes little boy with his like little pin that she gave him, yeah, that Rose yeah, gave yeah. him. The ring. Saves the... And then... Instead of saving them, like, saves, like, like a horse or something. Saves a, fa- <laughs> saves a father. <laughs> yeah. Like, saves, like, a bunch of porgs instead of saving them. <laughs> porgs. I'd or lo- just steals BB-8. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Force pushes them against the wall. <sighs> Give me the droid. Um, good, Jay. Oh, yeah, I'll throw that in there, Rose and Finn. 
Oh, what? <laughs> awful. 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 Wish awful. hadn't happened. Yeah, that's fair. Um, last little thing. Last little thing. What relationship do you see as similar to yours? Your Eli, your marriage, Jay, I, you and I didn't even give it the time of day. <laughs> I wish you would I didn't think about it at all. <laughs> Eli, say um, this. Hannah has said that we are we are a little bit Leslie and Ben. Oh, okay. From Parks and Rec. More me as Ben, just because he's a huge nerd. Yeah. And because she, Hannah is not as as no. intense or as much of a, she's not as she's inconsiderate not as, as Leslie is. No. Yeah. Leslie's legit inconsiderate. <laughs> um, but that's just one that, that Hannah has pointed out. Where I've, I've heard you say I'm kind of like ben. It's more similar to you being Ben. Yeah. Yeah, ben. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see Hannah having similar passion. Yeah, things. there's some some elements, but some. definitely definitely yeah. more me on that. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's definitely <coughs> for Camille and I. It's definitely me as um, Anakin. And me, no, no, no. Uh, better. Me as emo Toby Maguire, and her as every woman that passes emo Toby Maguire on the street, <laughs> wherein I have a false sense of confidence and wherein every... And she is disenchanted with place. me. Yeah, At yeah. every... <laughs> double time. <laughs> that's, the, that's the give and take <coughs> between me and my sweet wife. She is just disheartened yeah. by my overconfidence in my physical and <laughs> emotional appearance. Yeah. That's, that's me and her. Thick and thin. Just wow, I love that. Yeah. Jay, can you drum drum up anything for us? (laughs) You and Kara. Uh, Gosh, dude. I don't know. We're going to have to assign you just uh, Uh, Eddie Brock and (laughs) Gwen (laughs) Stacy. Just all Spider-Man 3 relationships. Spider-Man 3. You could be Tobey Maguire in emo phase, uh, Elizabeth Banks. Gwen Gwen (laughs) Stacy and... The ground she hits her head on yeah. <laughs> in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Snaps her Just neck. Kidding. Well, in the co- comic book, she snaps No, nah, dude. Kirsten Dunst and J. John Jameson's <laughs> J. son. <laughs> the astronaut. Yeah, that's oh, true. Frick, that's yeah. true. Ill-fated. Ill-fated nice. Jason's. <laughs> Will anybody play a better J. Jonah Jameson? No. No. I really that's that's why so. they haven't put him in anything. Because like nobody can top it. Yeah, it was yeah. so yeah. good. That was the that was the best thing to come out of there. Oh well, uh, let's, that, that let's is slow really, down. That is the hard. That's the hottest take I've heard all day. It's the best character. That feels un- bad. Mary Jane. Yeah, dude. Sometimes bad Spider Man. No, dude. Spider Man told me he was bad sometimes. Always a hit, except for Spider Man Three. Dude, you're talking about the best Spider-Man movie <laughs> right there. You better watch your mouth. Jared and I both like Spider-Man 3 the most. I like them all. I hate you. I like them all, too. I just really don't like Spider-Man 3. I thoroughly enjoy I Spider-Man. I love it. I rewatch The street it scene makes it for me. Oh, it is. Oh, it makes it my favorite. Yes. I can't I can't do this podcast with you guys anymore. <laughs> but that's okay, because it's pretty... I mean, Since episode one, we've been, we've been on it about <laughs> dire Spider-Man. Dude. Uh, I was thinking about... Spy- um, Spider-Man... Has the second best memes, I will say. I would say yeah, the first. Really good memes. I enjoy Spider-Man's memes more than Star Wars memes. I don't know. Prequel memes are pretty Prequel good. memes are unreal good. I laugh they, harder. They, they die them. down. Prequel memes Maybe have they gotten have. less good. Because they've been recently. diluted. They've been done so much. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man for me, I they're laughed. So surprising. I've they're so surprising. They're so good. Yeah, but now I feel like they're just shock value. When we can combine <laughs> a prequel meme and a Spider-Man meme, though, that's, that's Nirvana. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
yet to be done um, perfectly. Send us your favorite prequel meme or Spider-Man yeah. memes. Yeah. One one fandom. Lord of the Rings hasn't gotten enough meme service that I feel like it deserves. No, I think there's the, enough with content the, with the Amazon series coming out. We're gonna get one some. of the original <sighs> memes. Was a it's true. Yeah, it's true. One does not simply walk into Mordor. That. And then we had a little resurgence with Frodo. You keep your secrets. <laughs> yeah, all right, then. Keep your secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But, but right. I, it deserves more. That's true. Uh, I was thinking... Yeah, all meme-based and, and cheeseburger stuff. Like, the one I waste so much simply. time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, Velociraptor, um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Yeah, Success yeah. Kid. The early days. Rage Wolf. Yeah. Weird, weirdly innocent. Unrelated. Now we've got all this like horrifying Unrelated. deep fried. We've Unrelated. come so wishing far. for death. We've come so far. It's freaky. Unrelated memes are so much better <coughs> now. Unrelated memes have gotten a little bit unrelated. <laughs> a little bit unrelated. And also, Stupid. meme doesn't mean meme. Like, there's no format for a meme. No, Any there used to be templates. Yeah, and now it's a meme text, was it's text and picture. condescending Wonka or all these other ones we just yeah, listed. Exactly. Now yeah. it's text and picture. Yeah. Anyway, Te- that's unrelated. But, but this that's hot, here is also... There. Underrated, underrated. <laughs> <laughs> underrated. Okay. Um, unrelated, unrelated. Everybody. Unrated? What's, what's the thing? <laughs> Let's get this over with. <laughs> do we still have to do this? Um, okay. It's your 16th birthday. Your parents have presented two musical acts to play. Either Boys in Motion from That's So Raven or Protozoa. From Xena. Protozoa, no question. Protozoa, no question. What am I okay, eating? Hang on, hang on. But it's just Protozoa by himself, like acoustic Protozoa. Oh, you don't think he could do it by himself? I don't I'm think he can. Boys in Motion. Really? Yeah. I'm talking acoustic set on both. You think Boys in Motion can really put it together? I don't know. Zoom, zoom, zoom was good, but like Boys in Motion slaps. Dude. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> does, does Boys in Motion make your heart go boom, boom? Doesn't Protozoa say zoom, zoom, zoom? Zoom, zoom, zoom. That's what makes the aliens speak back to him. They like Protozoa. Here's the thing. He has not one but two fully written hit songs throughout the Xenon series. Boys in Motion has the one. No, that's not true. Boys? They have the safety video. You're right. Okay, so it's on even footing. I agree with Jason. I will go Protozoa. I'm going to go Protozoa. He's got the super dope early 2000s haircut. Yes. The uh, frosted spiky tips. I just, I just think of of how I felt <laughs> watching Boys to Men and how I felt watching Protozoa. No. What feelings it evoked in you? Yeah, and <laughs> I'm gonna say Boys to Men made me happier. Boys in motion, not Boys to not Men. Boys to Men, <laughs> guys. I'm telling you, Boys to Men. Now we're talking Boys Who no, Cry boys from SpongeBob. Don't even start. Boys in motion. Boys Who Cry over Protozoa for me, because that's the Raven over Xenon for me. Happy birthday to you, bro. Yeah, but musically, I think Protozoa songs are legit good. What about... Like, I will listen to them on the way home. Boys... No, the emotion isn't good. What about the Boys Emotion is a great song. Boys Over Flowers, the K-drama, the Korean no, no. drama. This is not for Stop. your sister. Right, guys. Okay. Stop. All right, anyway. <laughs> I say Protozoa. You say Protozoa, Boys... Boys... To Men. To, to Motion. <laughs> it's hard to actually say yeah. Boys in Motion when yeah, you're Josh. When Boys in... When boys to men is Boy, so boys exists. so so prevalent. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. When boys to men is like still at the at the the zeitgeist of our <laughs> cultural reckoning. Hopefully, 
you're an you're an adult, and you understand what Jason and I couldn't say. This is a family podcast, so we're gonna have to just keep skating forward. Y'all, y'all are children. No, that's that's upsetting. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was boys and men. If you, <laughs> that's hey. Not I didn't okay. make it. It's a band name. Not All okay. Right. Thanks for listening. Um, go ahead and email us. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Uh, reach out on social media. Yeah. Landon, we're going to take you up on that. We'll get you a K5. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. If Thank you for, like, emailing us and stuff, too. Like, yeah, whatever you're listening whatever on, you're doing, keep listening know. on it. Tell your friends about us. If you post about us on Instagram... We, we will repost it. We will. We might shout you out. Shouts you out. There's, there's no saying. Yeah, but uh, thank you for listening, guys. Have a good one. We love you. <laughs>